Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. All right, and welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. Today it is Laura, and I have a very, very special guest joining me today who just happens to be my younger sister, Amy Frame. And we are going to spend the next 30 to 45 minutes diving a little deeper into her story, which I think is really inspiring for a lot of the different swaths of population of nurse coaches that we have coming into the community at this time, um, because a lot of our nurse coaches found nurse coaching in 2020 during the pandemic when they were losing their jobs for not taking the COVID vaccine. And it's a very controversial topic. And I want to give a, before I bring Amy in and we start going into her story, I want to make a disclaimer here that myself and I'm, I'm going to also speak for Amy here and she'll elaborate. We both are our medical freedom advocates, our family members, um, being hurt by vaccines before COVID. So my daughter's brain swelled. She wasn't able to walk at 21 months from routine vaccination. And my niece, who was premature, um, didn't feed and wouldn't stay awake for almost three days after each set of vaccines. So we chose to stop vaccinating. Um, and so medical freedom has been something really important to us. We're from California. We were up against a lot of discrimination and not being able to go to school. And this was prior to, to COVID. So when COVID happened, um, my guest here, my sister, was working in an ER in a very, very tough working situation, which ended up being the biggest blessing. And so I think this story is really a beautiful story to tell. But really, Amy, how did you get here today? You know, I kind of gave this, I, I kind of tying in medical freedom to this because we're going to talk about that today, but this is much bigger than that. So tell us how you got here today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. Um, yeah. So how did I get here? It really started with, um, you know, I, I've worked in the emergency department for about 12 years and uh, loved bedside nursing, really felt like that was my calling for most of my life. And when I dove in and really jumped into it, it was like the best thing that could have ever happened. I was so proud um, to be a nurse, to call myself a nurse. Um, and then over the last probably five years prior to um, prior to COVID and all of these, these other things happening, um, I just watched as so many of my patients just kept coming back in. They were mm -hmm. just super sick. Um, and I watched as the medical system was like failing them over and over again. Uh, they would be, you know, they come in with pain um, and they would be dismissed. They would just be dismissed and said, there's nothing wrong with you. You need to go. And then they come back and they come back and they come back. And some of these patients who I had seen multiple times, um, you know, some of these patients were coming back in and they had necrotic um, gallbladders or like mm -hmm. nobody had checked these things. They just decided that these these patients were not telling the truth that they were coming in to get medications. And um, we stopped listening. I guess that's, mm. that's the biggest thing. We stopped listening to our patients. Um, and it was not in alignment for me. Um, 
at that point, uh, healthcare for me really started shifting. I started taking care of myself, um, started really diving into what I needed in my life to be healthy. And then showing up to work each and every day was so out of alignment. Mm -hmm. Um, Fast forward to my daughter being injured. And uh, there was a whole other level that just occurred during that time. I, um, I was gaslighted. My doctor yelled at me, um, all for asking a simple question. And, and the question basically was, um, my daughter is a preemie. Uh, should we be giving vaccinations based off of her weight? Um, and literally, he yelled at me and walked out the door. And I had no idea what was going on. And that was the first time that I, I felt like I'm just asking a question as a concerned mother and nobody's listening to me. I don't understand. What am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically came back in and he said, if you want to do your own thing, then I'm not your doctor. And I was like, whoa, like, I'm just asking you for advice. Like, and I told him that I said, I'm asking you for advice. Like, you are my doctor. This is my child. I'm trying to make sure that she's protected. I'm a nurse. I know that we base things off of weight. So wouldn't we do something different for a preemie child? And that really started opening my eyes to, to the fact that we run healthcare as if everybody is exactly the same and that we're just doing a protocol for each and every person. And, and mm-hmm. it really opened my eyes to the fact that that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work. We need to look at people as individuals, children as individuals, people as individuals. Um, and so started going into more of a holistic nursing type mindset, but still working in the medical system. And it was just breaking my heart. It was really hard to be there. Um, And then you put COVID on top of that and it was almost unbearable. The things that I was watching, um, again, were not lining up with my belief system at all. Uh, And I was being asked to do things that were completely out of alignment with my beliefs. So as we started going through... um, and mandates started coming down. Um, I had already made a decision that this was not going to be a place that I was going to stay. Um, that being a nurse on the floor was not going to be where I could stay because I was not because my beliefs were not being considered in in my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an amazing front row view to watch you and Shelby make these huge transitions in your life and um, become nurse coaches and what that meant for you and really got to explore what that could mean for me and then decided to jump in and do it. Um, I had a goal of five years, (laughs) my goal (laughs) to stay in the healthcare system for five years. Um, I was going to stay in my house. We were going to live in California We had ideas for school set up for the kids, um, everything. And then uh, the final mandate came down. And within a month, I went from, I'm going to be here for five years to, okay, we have three weeks. And I'm handing in my resignation and I'm walking away from my job to deciding where I was going to live next. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do for a job. I did not, I was not a nurse coach at that time. I was going through the certification process. Um, we didn't have any savings, although we did have a house that we were going to be selling, but we didn't have any savings. So that transition from leaving my job to fully trusting that was that whatever was supposed to happen um, in my life was going to happen and that it was okay if I just followed the calling to um, stand in my convictions and say, no, like, this is not for me. And, uh, um, and then moving over to just 
transforming and picking up our lives and moving cross country. Yeah, just crazy turn of events. Um, and, and when I turned in my... When you turned in your letter to Kaiser, how did that feel? It felt like the bravest thing that I had ever done. Yeah. And a hundred percent right in that moment, there was not a single worry that I had that as long as I just showed up for myself and my beliefs that whatever was supposed to happen next was going to happen. Um, and I had complete a hundred percent faith that it was going to work out exactly the way that it was supposed to. There's not a part of me today that still, there's not a part of me that thinks that that was a bad move. Um, yeah. I would never be where I am today without having to be faced with that. And I would never be living so in alignment with my beliefs. Right. Health wise, emotionally wise, um, and spiritually wise. Yeah. So, um, it was just this incredible catalyst to get me where I wanted to be. Um, handing in that letter uh, was a very defining moment for me because it it gave me the courage to be like, absolutely, I can make a decision. I can still love everybody around me making different decisions. Yes. Um, and I can 100% still stand uh, stand my ground that this is what is right for me and my family. Yeah. Yeah. So what you just described and how I can tie this into other nurse coaches or um, future nurse coaches who are listening to this episode right now is that in often in our lives, we are given a moment, a choice point that is incredibly scary. The proverbial being booted out of the nest and learning how to fly on the way down. The definition of faith of I am called and I know that that to be in integrity, I have to make this decision and I do not know where we're going to live. I do not know how we're going to make money. I do not know where my kids are going to go to school. I do not know any of those things and I am still moving forward. That's so rare. And, and so many nurses were forced into similar defining moments because of that mandate during that particular time. For, for many different reasons. And um, I love that you said, I can still love everybody around me that feels differently because that's the definition of, of freedom. Um, why I wanted to bring this story forth about you as a nurse coach is because um, your belief in medical freedom pre-pandemic created a foundation that gave you an opportunity to make a decision and you you made the decision really early. You didn't try to get a religious exemption because you felt even trying to convince your employer that your religious beliefs kept you. Because that wasn't the truth. You that wasn't your actual truth. You just didn't want the the gene therapy. You just didn't want to take a medication. Um, and so you didn't wait and and hang on to the last minute like a lot of other nurses were, and no fault to them. You said, I would be lying. If I told them that it was my religious beliefs, because that's not true. And so I really want to honor that, that level of bravery. And, and I believe that the universe or God always re rewards that kind of integrity and bravery. Like blessings and magical things happen. Abundance is on the other side of that for anybody, whether it be leaving your job to start this business 
leaving your job because of the medical freedom issue, which has really calmed down a bit. Um, but how how do you think that's shaped you? Like the Amy that you are now. Um, and, and also going back to your ex-military. So you you went to Iraq and fought for our freedom. This is your background. I think it ties into this. Um, how does medical freedom shaped you and allowed you to be so successful in your private practice? You know, Laura, I was staring at a picture yesterday and one of them talked about morality and obedience, like the difference between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of my background, because of my belief, like I decided to join the military when I was eight years old. This was not something that at 18, I didn't know what to do when I joined. I decided at eight years old that I wanted to be part of the military because I believed so much in the idea of serving my country and serving um, Mm. and freedom. Uh, So it's something that's really been instilled in me since I've been very young. So the medical freedom has really shaped my private practice because I'm, I'm fearless and showing up for others. Um, just the way that I was fearless showing up for myself. Mm. Um, it's created a place where I give myself permission to ask and say the things that a lot of people would shy away from. Yeah. Um, and really holding my clients integrity. Um, so really, you know, finding what they're values are and then asking them if that's in alignment with their values and and really like bringing that up on a constant basis because when we live within our values it completely transforms how we show up in the world a hundred percent and so um because i had such strong values from going through you know all the hurts of loss of what i thought the medical system was and and mm-hmm. living during that time it's just absolutely stepping into the person that I am today, mm-hmm. um, walking in my beliefs. And that's the priority in my life is to stay in integrity. Yeah. Yeah. So being on the the less popular side of a very large controversial time and then standing in that truth with being discriminated against, being fired for it, being ridiculed, being hurled anger at. You had a, a post go viral very, very early in the in uh, that pandemic that had, was shared thousands of times and the vitriol that you received from strangers wishing you death. Um, like when you step into the line of fire like that and you're still like, I'm still okay. And I still feel the same way. And I feel I'm at peace. Um, that is fearlessness and fearlessness is the hallmark of a master coach. So I think that that was grad school for you in learning the art of, excuse my language, not giving a fuck. (laughs) Um, So funny that you say that, Laura, because yes, I, I, that resonates so much with me. Um, I read, I read those, all the things that were said about me, all the attacks on me, all the attacks on my character. You shouldn't be a nurse. You should, um, we're just so glad there's another nurse out of the system that doesn't believe in science, like all the things, right? Mm -hmm. And I read them and then I put it down and I decided that that wasn't for me. That was their own fears um, Mm -hmm. and that I was allowed to feel differently. And again, the coolest thing about this was I didn't have to be angry with them. Mm. Like they got to be fearful and I allowed them to be fearful, but I wasn't going to allow them to make me fearful or 
uh, make me feel like I had made the wrong decision because I knew in my heart that it was the right one for you. Um, yeah, for me, for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it transformed the way that I even show up in conversations or when somebody's upset or angry. Um, it just does not affect me the same because it's not mine. It's theirs. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Awesome. Um, one other kind of uh, thing that I think people that watch you from afar and don't know you as well as I do um, that see in you is they really admire your faith. And how has faith fit into your coaching philosophy? I think a lot of nurse coaches who come from different religious backgrounds and or different types of faith or different spirituality there is this uh, like kind of people looking for examples of how to be, how to bring that in and not offend anyone, how to bring that in um, for your clients and leverage it for our clients because it's just such this untapped, powerful thing we can leverage. Um, how has this fit into your coaching philosophy, your your journey with faith? Oh, I, I love this question. Um, my two core values is courage and faith. So um, I have to live in both of those at all times to really be in alignment with myself. And so faith shows up in everything that I do Um, Mm -hmm. um, down to my pre-coaching ritual to uh, the way that I show up in the morning, um, doing gratitude, um, those types of things. But what really shows up for me with my clients is that I give them the, the permission to be wherever they are in their faith journey mm-hmm. um, and really love them for exactly where they are. And that does not take away from my faith, nor does it detract from theirs. And knowing yeah. that, uh, really allowing them to to have their own beliefs about things and still be able to just show up in this like loving light. Um, my faith is so strong. Um, my faith in God is so strong, and it 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 has just trans. It's transformed my life. It's transformed my children. It's transformed my marriage. Uh, and that really came over the last two to three years. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. And it's just this, it's just this growing, beautiful, transformational thing that's going on with inside me. Um, and each day it's a little bit different. I have a little yeah. bit different view and I allow that to, to, to change as I, as I go through this process. So mm-hmm. amazing. So you have a strong conviction and loose attachment to the details. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, I wanted to share on that same vein that Steve Hardison talks about, you know, he grew up Mormon and uh, Jesus is, he's a disciple of Jesus. He, he says this in his I am statements, but he said that he had someone reach out to him one day and say, you know, I really want you to coach me, but I'm, I'm really nervous about the God stuff because I'm an atheist. And Steve Hardison said, okay, if I coach you, you're going to be the best damn atheist that you could possibly be. And if you start believing in God, I'm going to fire you as a client. <laughs> it's it's like the ultimate, ex- it's just this beautiful way of being you, like this whole just elusive, changing, constantly growing version of, of you as a coach and simultaneously being 100% bought in and enrolled into wherever your client is at. And so I, I want to, say this to any nurse coach or or anybody thinking about going to nurse coaching, that any lack of faith that you have or any strong, really defined faith that you have is welcome. It can be leveraged 
uh, really beautiful in this space. So those medical freedom and faith are two things I wanted to bring up on this podcast with you. Uh, but I also wanted to celebrate you. So you uh, have, just to let everybody know, you've paid all your coaching fees. So you got no <laughs> discount. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> we do not give family discounts, nor do we believe in them. Um, so, and, and Amy is applying for a year two, which is $20,000. And I know that you're really wanting to do year two with us, which I'm really honored. Um, and you've been working primarily with Shelby the last year as your coach. So, um, I just wanted to, to say that, that when coaching friends or family, giving discounts is usually not in service because that, that we're implying that they can't figure it out that yep. they somehow lack the ability to create the resources to figure it out. Um, and I also, uh, you, I think, out of any client we ever have had, has the highest back-end offer success rate, which means you've enrolled people for three months working with you, you back-end offer them at the three-month mark, and I think um, almost 80 or 90% of them re-enroll with you. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you put it like that, it's, it's interesting to look at. Cause when I look at my numbers and look at my backend offers, you're, you're probably pretty close. Um, and yeah. I, I didn't even re realize that until we kind of brought it up in, in conversation, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, I, if I could say anything to nurse coaches, it's, I see people get really scared to backend offer. Um, and what I'm realizing is like, more than ever is like those backend offers are where that huge shift in transformation occurs because now they've just committed to six more months. They got a taste of what it's like and they're yeah. getting to a longer version of that. Um, and there's just so much that happens in that space. Yes. Um, so I just, you know, I have fought for my clients' visions. Uh, some of them have actually told me, no, I'm good. And then I fought for their vision. Um, and they Ooh. come back and said, absolutely. I want to pause you there. Yeah. So you mean you didn't coerce them or or make them pay you money. You took a freaking stand for their vision. I want you to draw that distinction because that is where nurse coaches lose so many first sales and second sales. Yeah. So um, I'll share this story a little bit. I think it's, it's totally pertinent. But basically, um, I had somebody come to me who was you know, uh, had a money story, signed up for me for three months, we did incredible work. And they were like, you know what, I think I'm just going to go and do this on my own. Um, so I asked them, what resources do you have? What support do you have? Um, and I offered them resources, I offered them um, some places where they could go and get free support, like literally free support. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like, Oh, that doesn't sound like something I want to do. And I'm like, Okay. And I said, then, how are you going to continue to go forward with this? I want to make sure that you have everything that you need in order to go forward with this, um, to continue your vision to, to get to these goals. And um, she, and like I said, she was a for sure. No, she was just like, No, I, I don't want to spend the money anymore. This was amazing. Um, but I, I don't want to spend that money anymore. So I, I let her sit there for a while. And I asked her these questions and about, you know, five minutes and she goes, ah, you're a hundred percent right. I'm signing up. Let's do another four months. And was just like, uh, how can we make this work? 
And then it yeah. was on the table for how it could make it work. The progress that she's making through these next four months has been five times the amount of progress that she made through the first three months. Mm -hmm. Um, The way she shows up for herself, the way she shows up for her family. um, And the deeper we have been able to go, it's, it's just been incredible. Um, And, you know, she has thanked me for fighting for her vision and for not giving up on her. Yeah. Um, And so I just, I didn't sit there and say, you can't do this without me. I said, how are you going to do it without me? Yeah. Because if you can do it without me, I am all for it. What kind of support can we set up for you? Uh, But a lot of people say, I'm not ready to be, I'm not ready to to get pushed out of the nest. I don't want to get pushed out of the nest. And I offer that space for them. So, And that's really what nurses are trained to do, which is to advocate. And so when we are in a proposal process and our client says, no, I think I'm going to really try to do this on our own. And if you and your body as the coach truly look at that client, how much you know them over the last 12 weeks or six months even, and have any doubts, then if you do not challenge their resistance, you are not being an advocate. And so what you brought is just solid advocacy, which as an ER nurse, I think you had that skill nailed. And that translated pretty easy for you into the back-end offer space. And as uh, you coach some new nurse coaches, but you coach a lot of different entrepreneurs as well. Mm -hmm. And we just recently brought you in as a lead mentor and lead preceptor because you freaking earned it. Um, And we we only bring in people onto our team who, quite honestly, have outperformed Shelby and I our first year. So every single one of our team members has outperformed what Shelby and I did our first year. And we're really proud of that. Um, and you guys are closer to the experience. We and Shelby are about five years away. You guys are like a year away or two years away and can really relate and dig in to the nuances of the resistance that you feel when your business coach asks you to first freaking advocate for a sale. Yeah. And, and, and like that, tra- how do we translate that advocacy, that fierce advocate that most of our nurse coaches, I already know how to do. Um, and then they turn into doe-eyed, blubbering, fearful, don't want to sell anybody anything th- like person the minute that it, that advocacy is what's warranted. How? Why do you think it's been easy for you? Like, what do you... Oh, Laura, saying that it's been easy for me. Okay, correct me. <laughs> correct me. Uh, this has not been easy for me, but um, I knew that it was doable. Okay. Um, and the biggest thing that I the biggest reason I knew that it was doable was because I also knew that it was about my mindset going in and what I was offering. So if I was selling somebody spending time with me, that did not feel very good. (laughs) If I was offering somebody a partnership to transform their life, that felt incredibly good. Mm. Um, And so when I would go to sell, I would remind myself, I would talk to myself. I would, I would, make sure that I was in alignment with wanting to work with this person. And I would really, um, really check in with myself of like, how is this partnership going to benefit them? And what am I actually offering? And one of the things that's been really cool is I hired my own nurse coach, um, Cindy, uh, mm-hmm. who was also one of your lead mentorships for nine months prior to even working with you and Shelby. So I've had that's my own right. coach for two years. 
I did nine months with Shelby or nine months with Cindy, three months with you. And then I've done almost a year with Shelby. And so I've, I've been in this container for a long time. Um, and one of the things that I know that I got the most out of it uh, was it was a safe place for me to come to show up exactly how I was. And then every single time that I got fearful to make a move forward, having that space for somebody to hold for me. Um, I mean, even today I have things that come up that are just like, wow, like I cannot believe that caused me so much fear. And I have to ask for what I need from my coach and it can be awkward. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. I love that I have a space to do that. Um, But I believe in the process of it. Yeah. You believe in coaching. I believe in coaching. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like there is not a person on this planet that I do not think could benefit from coaching. I say that anybody who is willing to do any kind of work for themselves should hire a coach. (laughs) Yeah. True. Good. Nice caveat there. (laughs) Because um, if you're not ready to take the steps to do any kind of interpersonal work, this isn't probably the space for you. But if you are ready, hire a coach, man, it will catapult you off the the mountain and you will uh you will get a lot of support coming down you'll get some clouds some air movements yes you won't fall flat on your face you'll get a lot of support so um yeah it just I I had to reframe what I was what I was doing and it wasn't selling that's not what I'm offering people yeah I think that's really interesting that you say that because selling minutes with me like that would like, if I was trying to sell minutes with me, like, Hey, it's for 60 minutes, it's $200. And then I'd be like, am I worth $200 an hour? Like how much am I worth per minute? Me, 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 Laura, 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 Laura. Oh, yes. Okay. Or when I get really into their vision, specifically with nurse coaches now, when they say, I want to put my kids to bed every night, I don't want to miss holidays. I want to make as much as I'm making at the bedside. And I want to prioritize my self-care. I can look them straight in the eyes and say, I can help you do that for $15,000. Yeah. What's really interesting about that too is we aren't selling our minutes. What we're selling, what, what, what we're selling is a, is a new way of life. And how much is your experience worth? Mm. We all have these incredible stories. Uh, I don't know everybody's story, but I can just say kind of like mine, broken household, military experience, ER nurse for 15 years, codependent relationship for nine, um, like abuse and and all of these things. And I don't feel sorry for myself in any way, shape or form. I am so grateful that I have gone through every single one of those experiences because it's put me here to be able to support other people through all of these experiences as well. Um, you can't pay for that experience. There's there's nobody else on the planet that has my experience. And each and every single one of the nurse coaches out there, they all have their own story. Mm-hmm. They all bring their own special gifts. Um, and there's not another one of them out there. And so when you realize that, when you actually look at yourself and say, wow, look at what I've been through, overcome, um, look at my outlook, um, you know, Nurse coaches, for the most part, decide not to be victims because you can't be a victim and then be in service to other people at the same time. You just can't. So they've done this work. Yes. They've done this work. That is what your clients are wanting somebody who has that experience to to walk beside them, to guide them, to hold space for them, and to love on them when they need that. And like we get to do that. That's what's really cool about this. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, what has been your favorite part of coaching entrepreneurs? Like, what is it about that? Because you coach people through transition, which becoming an entrepreneur is a transition, but what is it about like people starting businesses or going for dreams that excites you? Uh, just when you say that, I get a big smile on my face. I know you guys can't see, but it just lights me up. Um, the transitional part that really fascinates me, motivates me, is that we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. So we have these false beliefs that we can't do something, that we're incapable, um, that technical stuff is hard, uh, whatever it may be that we've decided that we believe. And I am totally do this myself. Uh, but watching individuals and then getting to see their potential before they even see it, and then getting to guide them towards that potential and watching them step into that is like one of the most exciting things that I've ever experienced in my life. Um, yes. I have um, a couple of nurse practitioners I work with. I have um, uh, some massage therapists that I've worked with, um, lots of different types of entrepreneurs um, and some nurse coaches. And I, again, it's like they, they show up, they're like, oh, I can't do this. And I'm like, okay, well, what part can't you do? And then they're like, okay, I can do this. And then they step into it. And then they're like, oh, I can't do this. And I'm like, okay, well, why can't you do it? And then they're like, okay, maybe I can. And then they just step into it. And just watching them make those leaps. I think I think for me, I, I, I think it's those leaps of faith, right? Like yeah. that's what just, it excites me to watch other people take leaps of faith um, not knowing where they're going to land and doing it anyway. And I know standing back here watching, like I can see the path ahead of them even before yes. they can see it. And so as long as they take that next step, I know where they're going. Um, and that just excites the heck out of me. Yeah, I know. I feel like <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's those are the highest moments of my work week is, is seeing somebody come in and say, well, I can't do this because, and then challenging that and then them realizing, oh my gosh, I can. And then in the background, I'm going, and it's going to be better than you could possibly imagine. Like, it's going to be so good. And I get to watch and I'm going to get my popcorn and I'll see you next week and let's do this again. You know, yeah. Yeah. like it's, it's such an honor to get to witness it. Um, and I, and I've seen it that's the fun part, right? The really fun part of coaching. And then there's the parts of coaching that can be really difficult where a client um, decides that they're a victim halfway through, um, decides that uh, this ha doesn't happen very often, but that it's because of the way you're coaching them that their dreams aren't coming true. Like we, there's all these ways that resistance shows up. And, and so we talk about the highlight reel of coaching and why we do it, but also just to make it more real, what are some of the more difficult things that you've experienced as a coach or thoughts, your own thoughts around coaching that have been more difficult to navigate? Oh, this is a good one. So um, I think one of the most difficult things that I've really come into is um, somebody will hire me and they'll be like, yes, I'm all in. <clears throat> and then they will make these huge life-changing decisions without, and I don't want to say consulting, but without checking in. Um, so 
you know, they'll be like, I want you to be my business coach. And then they'll make a huge life decision and take a, a, a full-time position. Or mm-hmm. um, I want to, I don't know, do X, Y, and Z. And then they do something basically to sabotage that. Yes. And here's the thing. I don't like coaching them any less. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to go and set new agreements and then find how this is going to work. And I have to call them out on it. Hey, right. like this happened. This is what we just went through. What do you want to work on now? How do we want to show up now? Um, and navigating that, figuring out, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? But how straightforward I want to be, like how to do it in a way that is loving but truthful. And I feel like I've really been able to show up for my clients like that. Like I yeah. don't. Uh, so that's been probably one of the more difficult things about coaching is um, I have an idea of where we're going and then that completely shifts and I'm like, okay, like where are we starting from now? Um, mm-hmm. And that can go at the beginning or that can go in the middle or that can go anytime. And then, um, and some of the thoughts that I've had coaching is, um, and I know that there are other coaches out there that have had this happen, but do my clients like me? Am I making yeah. a difference? Um, what's really amazing is it doesn't last for very long because I decide that that is not important. Mm. I decide that that is not important. And what's important is that I keep continuing to show up for them. Um, and that they will get out of this coaching container exactly what they're supposed to. And that it is not up to me to do their work for them. It is up to them. Um, and I can hold that space as long as I need to for them to be able to do that. And I and I get to lovingly call them out on it. Yeah. What they do with that information, what they decide is up to them. If they if they decide that this isn't working, this isn't a container they don't want to be in, that's okay. That's their decision. Um, but it doesn't say anything about my coaching because wow. I show up. Yeah. yeah. And those are the thoughts as a beginner coach that are very real that we're kind of up oh. against. Yes. Um, and why you need a coach, right? Why every coach needs a coach is because, and we, me and you had this personal conversation very recently where you're just cruising along, confident as all hell, business is going great, life is going great. And suddenly there's a shit storm of, oh my gosh, no one really likes me. I'm a crappy coach. It's probably all going to fall to crap. I'm probably going to lose my house and I'm at the biggest (laughs) disappointment in the world. And you get like eight minutes and you're like, wow, whoa, that's been a while since something like that's happened. But holy smokes, like I'm still penetrable. Like that was an eight minute ride of hell. Like how did that? And we get to laugh and giggle and then we get to talk about it with our coach and say, okay, what's lingering? How did that happen? Why did it happen? Is it even a problem that it happened because we're human as opposed to quitting because our brain told us that we're a crappy coach because of a thought and or a feeling or something that a client said. So it's this, we're constantly navigating the rapids of our thoughts. And sometimes it's placid waters and sometimes it's stage four, like hellish <laughs> rapids, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, it cracks me up too, because we are. And, uh, and you said to me, you're like, oh, Laura, I'm so glad you're struggling that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> yes. 
Well, that's why I love the coaching. Um, that's why I love group coaching, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the more that you show up raw in your coaching sessions, especially like in a group container, um, the more you're actually supporting your team. Yeah. Uh, because if they get to see you in the raw, um, you know, hey, what do you need? I need you to tell me that I'm good. <laughs> I need you to tell me that I'm wonderful. Can you do that today for me? Like, sometimes that's all we need to hear. But like, who's going to know that I need that except for me? Yeah. Who's going to know that I need to hear that? So when somebody, so when my coach asked me, what do you need today? I take a deep breath and I go, what do I need today? And then I say the first thing that comes to my mind, this is what I need today. And it may be the most random thing ever, but that's what I need in the moment. Mm. Um, and it may be uncomfortable to even say out loud, but like, I've gotten really brave with doing that and it feels really good in my space. So we, uh, as nurse coaches, we frequently fly the flights of incredibly awkward and uncomfortable conversations. Uh, we try to have them everywhere all the time in our relationships. And, and it's, it's funny. I have a particular client. She's uh, also joining our team. Um, we haven't announced her quite yet. And she's the queen of this. I love her so much because she'll be like, I can just see it on her face. I'm like, she's going to say something super uncomfortable. And I'm going to, I'm going to ride this rapid with her because how freaking brave is she for saying this thing that's on her heart? Like it's, I get inspired by my clients all the time and we can only go take our clients as deeply as we've gone ourselves. And so I find my own edge as a group coach mentor. And now I have a team that I mentor. You guys bring me to my edge all the time. Like I, me and Shelby are not just floating on some magical cloud having it all figured out. Like we cry, we have coaches, we have therapists, we have our own support team. Um, but we do get as coaches really good at the at holding the uncomfortable and gloriously important moments in the human experience that really aren't safe to have anywhere else that I've ever found. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Ooh. All right. We kind of went on a rabbit trail. So I'm going to bring it home here. Um, mm, what are you going to do next year? What's your big vision and what do you think is going to happen? This is something that has been on my mind um, for a while. And my big vision for next year is to take every opportunity that comes up and go for it. Mm. Um, I have this big thoughts about doing public speaking um, at some point in my life. And if you know me and you know me well, you'll know that I stumble on my words quite often, uh, but I refuse to let that stop me from um, doing some inspirational speaking and showing up for other people. And so, um, I'm committing myself to like learning these skills and to showing up for my clients in the same way of really being like, why can't you, Mm. where's the boundary? Why, what what was holding you in that boundary of like what, what's possible and getting out of my own way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I'm your coach, then you just told me a little secret sauce. So oh, I totally forgot you are coach. <laughs> Shelby, Shelby, did you hear that? Make a note, Shelby. She wants to public speak next year. We'll we'll be 
no, I love that. Well, it, and, and that's an edge, right? So I, I love that. So basically you said, I'm going to find an edge and I'm going to traverse it. That's awesome. That's what, that's the kind of coach you want to hire folks. You want to hire the coach that has her own or his own head edges and is constantly traversing them because they're doing the work they're asking you to do. And there's something really magical about that. You don't have to be perfect. Hell no knows we aren't. Uh, but you have to be uh, looking at self honestly and just trying to be a little bit better each day, whatever that is for you. A little bigger, a little brighter, a little better. All right, team. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast with Amy Frame. Amy, what is your website? Just in case anyone here wants to reach out to you. Um, I have an email. So it's okay. amy at amyscoaching.com. Awesome. Um, and that's the best place to get a hold of me. Um, yeah. Awesome. And Amy is also a lead preceptor and will be a lead mentor starting in January, hosting her own year-long groups. Um, and we are so excited to have you on the team. Shelby's super excited to bring you on the team. She's been working the most closely with you through all of this. If you want to come hang out with us, come check out our free Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coach. We do monthly workshops that you are invited to that you can come to. We're doing a money consciousness workshop, October 28th that I am hosting. It's $77. All proceeds will be donated to somebody who needs holistic health services that cannot afford it. It's a beautiful place to glad give, to circulate money, and to also learn more about abundance and money mindset. This is great at any stage of your entrepreneurial journey, even if you're not even in certification yet. Um, Money consciousness pretty much will change your life if you upgrade it and will upgrade your children's lives and your children's children's lives. So it's something I'm really passionate about and something that I've rewritten for my family. Um. Awesome. Amy, thank you so much for being here. And we will see you next Monday, same time, folks. See ya. 